Okay, so we are um, we're in the middle of this discussion about about how the midos are growing, um, but we have to say that in in line with the midos growing, really it's the seichel that is uh, involved in growing them or in taking away the energy. And the last thing we talked about yesterday was the idea of how the Rambam brings a very unusual halacha. That the halacha is that when you're in a place of war, um, it would be a loisa, I say, to feel f- fear, which seemingly is a totally... Um, what? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because, I mean, it's like the scariest thing you could possibly be in. Scariest situation. And yet, and yet, here we have it, a, a scenario that, um, a scenario that, that we are expected not to have fear. I mean, it's just a natural thing in, in human life that if you're in, in the middle of, you know, some killing field somewhere, that, uh, that you're going to feel fear. So how is that even a possibility? So he explains that really it's a mitzvah for the brain. The brain is in charge. And the brain has the potential to do uh, things that will cause a person not to feel that fear. So let's pick up uh, from there. Kamoshikasuv Harambam. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines down from the old books. Anyone that begins to think, go deeper into thought about a war, right, Atzmo, and he alarms himself or he panics himself. So he's over below Sase. He is going to transgress the negative commandments. You never Al Yerach Levavchem. Basik says, don't, like, so to speak, soften up your hearts. The al tirau means that do not be afraid. The kasha, Rebbe asks the question. What's the question? How is it possible that you shouldn't be afraid? And here he says, it's interesting that he changes the, I don't know if you noticed that he changes the wording. Instead of saying yira, he says yifachet. doesn't say that how can you not fear Right? It didn't say, Eich yase shalo yire. It says here, um, right, Eich yase shalo yifachet. So you could possibly answer if it would be yire. Well, yire is more in the brain. Right? It's the concept of a fear that a person has in his head about something that is not necessarily, you know, present in front of him. So, for example, a person might be afraid that they have n- nuclear weapons, God forbid, in Iran. That's something that's afraid, that like, causes a fear. But it's not like in front of you. Pachad means that there's someone standing in front of you with a big stick or a gun, God forbid. So that automatically impacts your heart, right? In other words, you don't need your brain to like conjure up uh, some sort of scenario or some sort of vision uh, or visualization, I should say, that would bring a person to fear. Here, it's right in front of you, right now, this person with the stick. So he says... How is it possible that you can get yourself to a situation that even when someone's standing in front of you with a gun, lo yifachet? It's like, uh, that, that's really hard to understand. Another, it's not even, because when the person is standing in front of you, it's not like you are thinking. You're not thinking at all. You automatically just go into a state of uh, panic 
and fear about what's going to happen physically to a person. So the way to do it is to take away your thoughts and your, uh, you know, your basic uh, thinking process from this, whatever is going to cause you this fear. Automatically, when a person's brain is put on something else, then he's able to that's why it says anyone that begins to think. This is similar that you heard stories like, uh, you, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but you, there are stories about people that are able to uh, go through an operation without anesthesia. How is that possible? Right? The pain. No, because they use their brains, they're so strong that they have their minds stuck on other things, whatever it happens to be, that they can get to a point that they won't even feel the pain of the of the operation because it's all in the head. That's the bottom line. In other words, when you feel the pain, it even talks about this in other places in the Hasidus. In other words, you like step on your toe or something like that. Someone steps on your toe, right? You really are feeling the pain in your brain. That's where you feel the pain, right? In other words, you think you're feeling it in your in your toe, but it's really in your brain. Everything is in the in the in the center of the brain. That's what I, where I'm picking up everything. Someone's screaming at me. It's in my brain. Right? Someone is yelling, you know, talking to me this way, talking to me that. It's in my brain. So if I can be much more control of my brain, it's going to change the way I react to the different scenarios that are presenting themselves to me, even to the extent that a person could have an operation without anesthesia because of his brain. Right now, obviously, a person has to be extremely, extremely well trained in order to do something like that. I, you know, don't do this at home or whatever. This is not recommended for home. But, but on the other hand, it is recommended that you start to train your brain at home. <laughs> that, that is for sure. What are you going to ask? So then he says like this. He says, right, so, so, that's why it says anyone that begins to think already, in other words, anyone that begins to think about his own downfall, about his own, uh, you know, what's going to happen to him. So then he's already jumping down the rabbit hole and he's going to get himself into big trouble. And that's the way it is with Midos, the right, whether to do kindness with someone, all his. Uh, or to be cruel to him. Oh, but Pazranius, or Pazranius means like maybe you're just like like lavishing out money, you know, like giving out money, like in a, in a, in a very open way without judgment. Or Kamtsanus, Kamtsanus is the opposite. That's like miserliness, right? That these Midos are really are natural. They've been, so to speak, stamped into me. Now, the way they express themselves in individuals is going to be a little bit different. According to the way of his, you know, the way he was made up and according to his, you know, according to his character. So he says, 
Also, this also applies according to his seichel. The fi yoisher daiso, how straightforward, you know, right? Some people you have like a much more straighter brain, right? Yichayev yinog, right? Bemidos elu. Then he's going to force himself to be involved, right? And to conduct himself with these midos. Bedavka kishinoisin daiso al dover, right? Especially when he starts to think about the other person. Come on, Zulus. Like on the on the other guy that's right next to him. So then what's going to happen? When you put your mind on that other person, all of a sudden, that mida that we're talking about is going to expand. That's what's going to happen. Whether to be like miserly towards this other person, or to be lavish towards this other person, it comes up, it's in your brain. Obviously, that these ideas of whether a person is more of a uh, a giving person or a uh, what you call it or a, a miserly person, these are all branches off from Chesed and Gvura. And the way you're going to develop yourself, the way you're going to think about it, so it's going to uh, encourage that particular way of conduct based on that particular midah. So he's making a very important point here. We're not saying here, we're not talking about the person who is able to, is changing his midos. In other words, if a person's natural tendency is to be miserly, right? So at this stage in the conversation, we're not talking about the brain changing him into a person who is now all of a sudden an incredibly giving person. That's not what we're talking about. The brain is now just going along the lines of what type of person he is. So in other words, if his stamp, this is the way he came out of his mother's stomach. That he is a very kind, giving person, for example. So then what's going to play out is that the brain is going to, so to speak, increase and decrease that level of kindness. But not that all of a sudden now he's going to cause him to be a miserly person. That's not what we're talking about. We will talk about that. And that's one of the goals. If you look at Hayom Yom, somewhere, I don't know where, ask, what is the whole goal of, of Hasidus? And one of the things that the, the Friedrich Rebbe says is the goal of a Hasidus is to change the nature of a person. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean that if you're born a kind person, you should try to become a stingy person. That's not what we're talking about, obviously. But in other words, the brain has the potential to also change the teva of the mida. But that's not what we're discussing here. Here, we're just focusing on what is my nature. In my nature, per se... Also, you have this idea of expanding and contrasting just within the nature itself. Take a look again. We'll read the words. Even though the seichel is not changing the nature, from someone who is a miserly person to someone who is just an incredibly giving person. Nevertheless, the seichel is like the one that is setting the tone for what is going to happen. Like how much is going to come out, right? It's like when you and you have like a um, 
a hose in your backyard, right? So you turn the knob of the hose, how much water is going to come out? It's the same water that's coming out. Don't get me wrong. It's not that it's, uh, you know, here now jelly is coming out or something like that. No, water is still coming out. It's just, is it coming out in a big amount? Is it coming out a less amount? How much pressure? How much this? Right, that's the difference, yeah. <coughs> what? How do you translate that? So he says, It's dependent. It's his, his, how he acts in this area. Right. How much? In other words, what we're saying here is that the behavior is based on the way you were born. What is your nature? Everyone has a different nature, Right. How much of that nature gets expressed one way or the other is the brain is the one that's turning and twisting the faucet. He's the one that's turning the dial on the faucet. So therefore, according to the seichel, it's either going to grow, it's going to get bigger and wider. Bigger means more, like it's, it's, it's coming out in a stronger way. Yisrachev means it's going to be expressed in a, like to more people or, or you're going to see it in more areas of a person's life, right? That's according to the Seichel. The Seichel is setting the tone. So the same thing now is also in Avodah Shebalev, which is davening. With this love and fear, natural love and fear. It's also coming from the Seichel. And meditation according to what? The Amakas Adas. Everything is based on Amakas Adas. How much am I going to think about this thing? Amakas Adas means am I focused in? Right? Am I like this is my this is my concept that I'm going to deal with there right now. There's lots of concepts out there. This is what I'm focusing in on. Right? Right, and the Hasaga Belokis in obviously Chachma Bina and Das is what he's explaining here. Hasaga, the the intellect, the grasping of the intellect in terms of one's Chachma Bina and Das. Now, Bichlal, you have throughout Hasidic literature, you have different meditations. Sometimes the Rebbe will explain that meditation, and sometimes he will just uh, reference it. Each one has a different name. The different sugyas have different names. And he expects that you will know what meditation he's talking about. So, for example, this meditation. This meditation is considered a, so to speak, on a lower level. Now, remember what I told you earlier. If it's on a lower level, it's more practical. In other words, when we're talking about here is right? The rest of that sentence is actually a mixture of two different sentences. I'm placing in front of you, right, life and good, right, evil and and and, and death, whatever, and you should choose life. That's basically right from the end of uh, in the book of Devarim. It talks about this. Now, this meditation is a meditation that says, we're going to see in a minute, but it says, look. What's really the highest of, of what's going on in the world? The highest is God, right? The highest is not um, pizza and basketball. It's not going anywhere. 
That's this meditation. And he goes through it, and he's going to explain it. And it's a very practical meditation. What is it really based on? What is it based on? I want to be alive. If I want to be alive, so then I should do what's best for me. What's best for me? Tyra mitzvahs are best for me. Now, when I'm walking around in the world, I don't see that. I see what's best for me. What's best for me is to buy a Mercedes Benz. That's what's best for me. And if I have a Mercedes Benz, I'm going to be a happier camper, right? That's what the entire world is trying to show me with billions, literally billions of dollars of advertising to brainwash me into understanding that that's what's important. The more I have, the happier I'm going to be. And since the ultimate point is to be happy, according to the world, right? Which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, right? And therefore, if I have X, then I could be happy. And then it turns to Y, and then it turns to Z, and it turns to P, D, Q, and it turns to everything, right? If I will only have this trip to Tahiti, that's when I'm going to be happy. That's when I'm going to be able to live life. So who is making up that storyline, right? Well, that's my Nefesh of Bahamias, because the Nefesh of Bahamias is born into this world, and he sees the physical world, and he sees the things of this world, and this ice cream tastes good, and this borscht does not taste good. And so therefore, I'd rather eat the ice cream than drink the borscht. That's my nephew's mommies. So all we have now is a multi-billion dollar advertising business that is based on that concept of this is, tastes good and this doesn't taste good. This is what's going to make me happy. This is not going to make me happy. I'm going to look like a, right, if I go and buy a Ford Explorer Right, and I'll see the commercials, you know, by the Super Bowl that you have this guy, you know, big, strong guy in a Florida Explorer, you know, driving off onto the, you know, to the Rocky Mountains, jumping, you know, going over, you know, uh, rivers and uh, seeing bears and whatever. And I'm very tough. So this is the advertising. The advertising is saying, if I want to be this big, strong, you know, muscular person who's able to go into the Rocky Mountains, so I need to buy a Ford Explorer. I don't even know if they have them anymore. Do they have them anymore? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, one of those, you know, four-wheel drives, right? This is a, a, this is, what is this? This is called brainwashing. That's what this is called. So, Hasidus tries to brainwash us back the other way. That buying a four-wheel drive or buying any car is not what's going to bring a person to happiness. It's not saying that you shouldn't buy a car. You should buy a car. Everyone, I mean, you need a car. If you live in the suburbs, you need a car. If you live in the city, you probably don't need a car. But if you live in the suburbs, you need to buy a car. But buying a car is not going to make a person happy. That's not that. That's not the source of happiness. You know, it's like when you go to, you know, when you uh, when you when you eat eating breakfast. It's not going to make a person happy. It's just something that you do. Going to sleep is not going to make a person happy. It's something that you do. Buying a car is something you do. It's a prop that you need in this world. An Eilam Hazet. Not good, not bad. It just is. This is the idea of, of Hasidus, to change the, change the storyline in my brain. And it's hard because the bottom line is the storyline is what's being shouted at us from every corner, right, of every of every street in, in the world, okay? When I say that that is a lower-level meditation, 
contrast that to the meditation which says, Enon Movado, I don't exist. Nothing else exists except for God. Now you're talking about something much harder. You're making a meditation about me not existing. As true as it is, as true as it is, it's fighting my reality of my essential being. So there are different meditations, right, that you have throughout Hasidic literature that are called by different names. And sometimes, as I said, in, in a mimer, he'll, he will explain them, and sometimes he'll just mention the, the title and you should know what he's talking about. Okay, so this one is this meditation, and it's a perfect example of using the brain to expand certain emotions. So therefore, let's take a look what he says. Yeah, questions. You have a question? What's the emotion to want to be happy? Is that what, is that what Why does a person feel like he wants to be happy? It's a natural emotion? It's a natural, yeah, it's a natural expression of, of a person. Yeah. That natural emotion is being... What does it mean? Seichel has its own independent being. It's not its own independent. The emotion is not controlling how the seichel is thinking. What are you saying? Right, right. But but on the other hand, like we see in in chapter Tess of Tanya, talks about how the the heart throws up ideas into the seichel, meaning the nefesh v'hamis throws up all these ideas into the seichel. If you think about it, where are your thoughts coming from, Bechlal? Right? In other words, just stay still for one second, 30 seconds, let's say. How many, how many thoughts came into your mind over the course of 30 seconds? Could be, you know, in 30 seconds, could be 10 different thoughts, could be five, could be one thought, whatever. Where is that thought coming from? And where did it come from? All of a sudden, I think, oh, I realize I have to pay a, a bill. Now I think, oh, no, wait, wait, I, did I remember to turn off the faucet? And I say, oh, I, you know, I have to do laundry. Oh, wait, wait, I have to, uh, you know, I have to, I mean, this is normal life for everyone, right? Oh, what's going to be for breakfast? Oh, did you remember that time when we went to, in Israel to Yerushalayim to that pizza store? That was really good. Oh, wait, I wonder if they have a pizza store in Morristown. They don't, they don't have a pizza store. I wonder why don't they have a pizza store in Morristown, right? I guess we have to go to Muncie. Oh, we go to Muncie? Muncie, I think I need to get this book that I was thinking about. Oh, what, what, what book was that? Oh, I remember who told me about that book. It was Shalom that told me about that book. Oh, Shalom, he's a great guy. He went to Ohio State. Oh, I remember Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Oh, he was there for, did he go for Hanukkah or did he go for Pesach? Oh, Pesach. Oh, where was I in Pesach? I was, okay, this is the way our mind works, right? It's just, we just started on, on one topic and we just went all over the place, right? Where is that coming from? That's coming from Nefesh Bahamis, just lobbing, Lobbing grenades in there. <laughs> is that what it's called? Right? Boom, boom, boom. And, and, and we just keep on moving. Place to place to place to place to place to place to place, place. And a person's not where they are. So in the course of this conversation, you know, in the course of this, you know, 60 seconds of thinking, I was in Marstown and I went to Yerushalayim. And I came back to Marstown. I was in Muncie. went to, to uh, I don't even know where it's Ohio State. In Canton? No. Columbus, Columbus, Columbus Ohio. And then we went for peace. Where did I go for Pesach? Oh, I went to the matzah bakery, right? Right? 
I'm all over the place. I'm like just traveling and traveling and traveling and traveling and traveling and traveling, right? So, so that's the normal way that the brain is. So what we're talking about here is is starting to take control over the brain to start to rein in. And how do we do that? We do that through meditation. We do that through thinking thoughts, about, uh, uh, like getting into an intellectual point. Now, that's not what we're talking about necessarily right here. Here we're talking about a little bit of a different idea. I'm, I'm adding this. Here we're talking about shifting one's mind away from the Nefesh desires. Nefesh Bahamias wants whatever is in front of it. It wants to think about this, 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 all different things. It wants to keep on moving, keep on moving. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true or good. This is in everyone. This is in everyone. Here we're talking about the Morgash. Yeah, we're talking about the Morgash here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is everyone. So he says, right, back to this meditation. So he says, the inyana bechira hu al piasecho. That the bechira is through secho. Like it says, with chachma, it will become uh, purified. He's able to think what is good and what is bad. According to the grasping of his mind, in other words, what makes a person choose what is good and what is bad? Right? In other words, there are a lot of things out there that people are trying to sell you. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Right? A person can try to sell you on the idea that it's really important for you to go on vacation to New Mexico. Might be, might be a good idea. Might be a bad idea. Someone, another one is trying to sell you that really you should spend your time going to a college in uh, you know, a certain place. Could be, could be a good idea, could be a bad idea, right? So another one is telling you really what you should be doing is you should be going to work um, right now, uh, you know, to, to learn what it means to be an EMT and to work on an ambulance maybe. Okay, these are all ideas. So how do we know which idea is the one for me? So what, what, what we a more advanced person is going to do is he's going to try to get information about it. Okay, so let's talk about going on vacation to New Mexico. Okay, how much does it cost? He tries to figure out. Are there, are there many flights? Where does he stay? What kind of hotel is he going to stay in? Where is he? What types of um, you know things is he going to see over there? Does he want to have a vacation where he's just sitting in a hotel? Does he want to have a vacation where he's touring? Does he want to go hiking? Does he want to go uh, to a Broadway play? You know what I mean? In other words, if, you, if his idea of going to a Broadway play, it, then New Mexico is probably not the best place for him. If his idea is to go hiking, then Manhattan is probably not the best place for him. Right? In other words, he's using his seichel to take details and information, and through that, he's going to decide okay, this is good for me, this is not good for me. And what's good and bad is, is very much based on him, himself. It's not to say that 
you know, for one person, becoming a lawyer is very good. For another person, that would be horrible. Right? Another person becoming a doctor is very good. Another person, it's horrible. So he's analyzing the information that he has, and he's going to be able to make now a choice of what is good and what is bad. Should I buy this car or that car? Should I go to yeshiva or go to college? Should I go to, right? All of these things are things that we're deciding all day long. Should I have coffee this morning with milk or without milk? In other words, it could be the most silly, simple question. But our brain is constantly working in, in deciding so many things over the course of the day. Should I get out of bed or not get out of bed? Right? Like Hasidus Seder starts at this time. What time do I have to get out of bed? Should I get out of bed at 5.30, 6.30, 7.30? 5, like what time? Or maybe I should sleep in because... Uh, because my nephews gets the best of me. In other words, no one, no one smart is going to come to, you know, change, uproot their lives and go to yeshiva and say, you know, I've decided uh, that I'm not going to go to classes. Instead, I'm going to stay in my room all day. Well, like, why, why did you come here? <laughs> why are you spending thousands of dollars? Or even if you're not spending as much money because you have some sort of scholarship... Like, what are you doing here? Why, what's the point of it? Right? You just need a place to put a, have a roof over your head? There are a lot nicer places than this to put a roof over your head. And certainly there are a lot of places that have better food, right, that you'd rather be eating. You know what I mean? In other words, uh, this, is not a, this is not the prime choice. There must be a different reason. Like, like that's not the, you know, the advertising for the yeshiva, whatever advertising there is. It's not like, uh, this is what we're advertising. The most luxurious rooms with a spa and the most delicious five-star restaurant. You know, that's, that's not what it is. So it must be something else. So what is it? Okay, it's going to classes and for rangins and being with the you know, camaraderie of yeshiva students and everything like that. Well, if you're not taking part in it, so like, what's the point? Like, why are you here? Right. So, in other words, you start using your brain and you start analyzing, and that's that's what he says here. He says, When we say it means that the inyan of bechira is according to the seichel. What are you choosing? What it makes sense to you? <clears throat> and then he says, mahu Right. And the decision in this, or the, the clarification in this, is <clears throat> the commotion. So then you have to say, okay, who's choosing? So you have two parts of you, right? You have the nefesh of Elokis, whose natural tendency is to love God, and that's what he wants. And then you have the Nefesh Bahamis, whose natural tendency is to love Gashmias and to run away from things that are dangerous. So who's going to be the one choosing now? All right, let's stop here. We'll, we'll, we'll continue this conversation in Mirza Hashem tomorrow.